Well, welcome everybody to the Kingdom Builders podcast. My name is Josh. I am joined today with Jason and Kimberly. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello, hello. And then we are also joined by Kingdom Builder Liesel with us today. Hello. I think today we are going to dive down the topic of multidimensional living, what that looks like, um, and maybe some ways that it you can function in that as well. So but before we do that, Jason, would you like to explain uh, are the Patreon that we have? Yeah, for sure. So Kingdom Builders, we are a group of people who uh, obviously we love the Lord and we love each other. And so we've created this Patreon account so that people or so that we can partner with each other in ministry. And so we do have patrons who join at patreon.com slash kingdom builders. And one of the great things is that uh, every kingdom builder who's a patron gets to join the podcast and be on the recording. And then we also have other resources that we put out. And at certain tiers, we also offer one-on-one uh meetings through zoom kim you always like to talk about that it's not really one-on-one okay because it's screen to screen it's screen to screen so really i just have to talk about the heart of kingdom builders and why we started this ministry to begin with it's an offshoot from another ministry but we really felt like the lord was telling us that we need to make a way to be partnered with people and walk shoulder to shoulder with them through this craziness that is our faith walk, right? So we need to be partnering with people to help build the kingdom. Um, and one of the ways that we do that in some of the tiers, you do get these private appointments. And so that means that you get to sign up to have a half hour long meeting once a month with a couple of the team. So it could be Lisa and me, it could be Christine and Josh, it could be Josh and Lisa, it could be any mixture of um, the four of us who are doing those private appointments. Um, And then if you sign up for our top tier, you get that meeting plus an additional meeting with the whole team. And when you have those meetings, it can be to just talk about your walk. It can be just to talk about your day. It could be to have help pressing in and seeking the Lord on something. It could be working through some other issues. It doesn't really matter. It's about partnering together and being able to interact. Liesl, she's a kingdom builder and she's somebody we meet with all the time. And honestly, it's wonderful because we get to meet these people in different parts of the world that we don't otherwise cross paths with. And we get to know one another. And me personally, I'm blessed by it. Um, just to know these people who are also walking some of the same stuff as us. So that's really what kingdom builders is about. Um, that's what the private appointments are about. And we just, we love partnering with people. Kim always does, does such a good job. We should just have her do that every single time. Uh, you're hilarious. <laughs> the thing that you won't see though, if you're listening to the podcast is you won't see all of my hand motions because I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> she gets excited about it. So head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash kingdom builders. And you can find out more about that ministry and how to partner. But one of our favorite segments of the show is where we show appreciation to our newest patrons. 
And so we want to go ahead and give a shout out <laughs> to our new patrons. Go ahead. So we have three new kingdom builders this month. We want to welcome Pearly, Patricia, and Linda on board with kingdom builders. So welcome guys. Yes. Welcome. And also uh, with us today is Lisa. Lisa, I'm not sure you said hello yet. Well, hello everybody. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Lisa's great. Good to have her. And we just had a couple of other kingdom builders join us. So we have Vicki who just jumped on. Say hello, Vicki. Hi. How are hello, you guys hello. all doing? Great. We are doing well. And then also it looks like Amanda's with us. Amanda, you want to say hello to everybody? Maybe she's not totally on yet. Well, welcome <laughs> Amanda Smith onto the podcast as well. So we've got a good crew. And we're going to go ahead and jump into this topic. So, Kim or Josh, which one of you are going to lead this one off? <laughs> <laughs> I got pointed at. So, multidimensional living. Go. Okay. So, here's a topic. Josh mentioned it earlier. We wanted to dive into something that I don't know. You know what? I don't listen to a whole lot of other teachers and stuff. Um, but something that I don't hear a lot of teached teach oh my gosh you guys this is me living from another dimension this has got to be it i'm speaking a different english too <laughs> i don't hear this stuff being taught in a lot of church settings um but what it is is living from different dimensions so mm. i think it's really easy to accept the concept that heaven is a different dimension um, than this dimension that we live in, the dimension of the earth, right? Um, but there are others as well. So we've talked about, if you've listened to any of the Engaging Heaven intro classes at all, um, Christina's talked lots about different realms and different dimensions, even of just heaven. But what I've come to learn in some of my walk and really walking side by side with Yeshua and standing next to the father and having him show me things is that there are dimensions and realms out there that aren't talked about in scripture. I'm throwing my hands up. I see that some people are going to want to nail me to the cross for that, but I'm just saying it. Okay. There are things out there that aren't written in the scriptures that the Lord is really starting to open up to people so that we can, um, so that we can rule and reign in his kingdom as sons so that we can operate with some of his creation and other places that he wants us to go do that for him. Um, so that's kind of my little intro for it. Josh, you want to add anything? I think you gave a really good synopsis of it. It's just, it's, it's an awareness really of the world around us and the unseen world around us. You know, I know that's a term that is used um, from time to time, but it's, it's gaining an awareness of truly who we are, who we were created to be, where we were created to rule and reign from. Um, you know, the Bible talks about that we are not from this earth. And so learning about 
where you're from and what that means and how that translates to your life while you're here, um, I think is an important thing to journey with Holy Spirit on uh, learning about that. So I have a scripture. And Lisa knew we it. We knew you would. <laughs> Lisa knew it. It So just a couple of things, this idea of having your eyes opened to or spirit open, spirit eyes opened <laughs> to multiple dimensions. I just, I, I love scripture because uh, a while back I started looking at scripture through the lens of possibility. And so basically reading a story and saying, okay, now what's possible. Um, and so we've got multiple instances where somebody's eyes will be opened to a spirit realm. So like um, Isaiah and John, they both had visions and said, I, you know, in the, in the year King Uzziah died, um, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. And then in, in John, you get a similar vision. And so obviously there's people seeing in the heaven. Um, and then so you get Paul, which is interesting because he doesn't give a lot of information about it. But the scripture says, I know a man at Second Corinthians 12 too, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether it was in the body or out of the body. I do not know. God knows. Okay. So number one, Paul talks about an instance where he knows someone who was caught up in the third heaven. Well, how do you know? Well, probably because that person said, Hey, Paul, I was caught up into what I think is the third heaven. And so then Paul goes and writes that down and it becomes scripture, right? So we put such an emphasis on scripture. Is it scriptural? Is it biblical? Yes. Is it biblical that a person could come to you and say, man, I experienced this different layer, this different realm of heaven. And Paul's like, I don't know if he did in the body. I don't know if it's his mind, his spirit. I don't know. But God knows. And so I don't have to know. I'm going to write this down and I'm going to leave it ambiguous. And so it's going to be open for interpretation. But I'm going to write it down because I believe that it was an experience that the Lord gave this individual. And so he goes on to talk about some other stuff. But again, reading that scripture and saying, okay, what's possible? Is it possible to be caught up in a third heaven? Sure, because it's already happened to somebody. Is it possible to not know whether or not it was in the body or out of the body? Absolutely. And is it possible that God knows what that experience is like? Absolutely. And so what is possible? It is possible that there are levels or dimensions <coughs> in heaven where people are experiencing, whether in the body or out of the body, we don't know, and that it is a biblical scenario. And so my question is, did it only happen one time and now it's over? Or is it something that is essentially as you open up yourself to the Lord? And say, God, I want to see what you want to see. I want to do what you want to do. I want to be who you want me to be. And all of a sudden, you're this person that is now experiencing multi-dimensions of heaven. And so then, you know, you go to someone, you're like, hey, I experienced this. And they're just like, well, I don't know if that's biblical. Well, someone went to Paul and said, hey, I experienced this. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, so now I know someone who was in the third heaven. So I just, I like to always come at things from a possibility scenario like what's possible yeah it's possible so do i know how to do it have i experienced much of it i mean all of that stuff's kind of um yet to be seen right but i just like to insert that 
um, scenario. Yeah, it's possible. And so we can go to the father and say, Hey, whatever you want. And if we have those experiences, if he opens up those places to us, well then so be it. Right. I heard somebody say once that, um, your testimony of something that God has done in your life is a promise of what he will do in somebody else's life. And I think that you can use that, you know, for some of these experiences that maybe aren't as common or as commonly talked about or taught. Um, But you can take that example from Paul and, um, you know, Paul had a lot of experiences himself, but we don't know if this particular experience was something that he experienced, but he, he took that and said, here's an experience that this person had with father and I'm going to put it here because now it's a, now we know that this is something that's available for you. And I think that you can use that in a lot of areas in your walk where maybe you haven't seen healing, or maybe you haven't seen, uh, physical manifestations of, of spiritual realities or, you know, multidimensional living. Maybe you don't have open visions. Um, but you know, people that do. And as you learn and talk with those people who have had those experiences, then, and you learn their walk and you learn that you can trust their relationship with Holy spirit and with father, then it opens up your mind to say, okay, well, that may not be exactly what my, how my walk looks, but I now believe that that's possible because of, because this person experienced it. And I think we need, that is something that can be used um, in everything, but especially in the things that aren't as commonly talked about or taught or experienced, um, you know, maybe what we would call the deeper things or the mystical things, um, you know, you can take from the, the stories from the few and, and say, okay, this is possible. Now I'm going to take this to Holy Spirit and I'm going to, and ask to learn this concept, ask to learn what it looks like to live in a multi-dimensional world. What does it look like to function and rule and reign in multiple spiritual locations that are, you know, more or less layered on top of each other. And, um, one of the things that I've done in my life was ask that Holy spirit teach me about the first realm or dimension that sits on top of the natural earth. Um, so some people would call that the astral realm or some people would call it the kingdom realm of the earth or uh, there's lots of names for it. You can choose whatever you're comfortable with. But <laughs> taking that, I, I want him to teach me about the first one above the earth. And then as I understand how that functions in relationship to the natural realm that I'm used to walking in, then how does the one above that layer on top of it? How does the one above that layer on top of it? Um, as opposed to just saying, Hey, teach me everything there is to know about multidimensional living. What's it mean to go to the cosmos? Like I just, you know, I want to start simple. So teach me about the first one that's, um, that I have access to. And, you know, maybe that isn't where your journey starts, but it is a place to start. Good. That's really 
as um, Jason was talking about some of the scripture, I kept thinking about all the things that, you know, the scripture lists Yeshua doing that we can't explain. There's not really words for that. Like um, what I, what specifically came to mind was when it talks about, I think in Luke, the crowd is angry with him and they, they drive him out of town, like to the edge of a cliff. And he just turns around and walks right through the midst of them. How did he do that? <laughs> he was, I, I think he was multidimensional living because there was no, there's no, I don't know. I just look at the things that he did while he was on the earth that we have in the Bible and um, really feel like there's more to it than what we see, what we hear. And in honor, in, in, to be able to really honor him for his sacrifice and for dying um, for us, I feel like he did that so we could have access to everything that he does, did, and more according to him. And so this multidimensional kind of living, I think is all part of that. And so just to even be able to talk about it and get past the, uh, the world hears a lot of these multidimensional things in the context of new age or, you know, science fiction and all that. And so it, it just turns people off. And I, I think that the father wants to redeem that for us. And so that it's really part of why Yeshua sacrificed the way that he did and how he did so that we could have access to other dimensions when we go through things that are trying or that we need extra protection. I think it's something that we just haven't tapped into. And once we do, it will, um, it'll just change the world. I think. So I have a little bit of a, I don't know if you want to call it a theory, but somewhat of a, of a, something I've been exploring and thinking about past couple of years, especially with those around me that I know and love dearly who engage heaven <laughs> and you start to, you know, my, my journey was one of questioning these things um, from the beginning, but then looking at scripture through a different lens. And so it's kind of a foundational with engaging heaven, but I think it, pertains also to multi-dimensional living, which is really what engaging heaven is. Um, I, I know there's layers again. It's like, well, what is the third heaven? Is there a second heaven? It, it, you know, there's all those questions, but um, I guess I'm here to lay a little bit of a foundation. So you've got the scripture that says we're seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. And so if scripture says that about me currently, like we are seated in heaven with Christ. Like right now, my spirit man being is with Christ in the heavenly. I'm also here, I manifest on earth in a body, but I'm also connected. So I'm there, but I'm here. So there's that idea. And then there's the idea that said, or the scripture that tells us to set our mind on things above where Christ is seated in the heavenly realm, set our heart on things above where Christ is seated. So in Colossians 3, in the beginning, it talks about setting your mind and your heart. So there's two pieces of your being to set there. Um, Jesus talks about 
us praying your will on earth as it is in heaven. So we have to appeal to heaven to bring the will of the father here. So that's a multidimensional scenario. And then kind of the crazy idea that I've explored, and maybe you guys can talk a little bit about it, but the scripture that says, for who can know the thoughts of man um, except the spirit of that man? And who can know the thoughts of God except the spirit of God? Then it says, but we have the mind of Christ. And so um, if you just think about the mind, it's you know, you've got thoughts in your mind. You can perceive, you can see, you can imagine, you can think. And in that place, there's things that birth, that are birthed that then manifest. And so if you had my mind, could you not think what I think, see what I see, perceive what I perceive? Yep, yep. And so if I am seated in Christ and I have his mind, can I not through his eyes engage his mind and perceive that which he perceives? So if I'm seeing a different realm or experiencing a different thing or whatever it is, where's Christ going that I'm in him and what's he seeing and experiencing? And so what is that? like but i just love that oh we have the mind of christ and you know christians are like yeah we have the mind of christ and you know yeah scripture it's like well what does that mean you know (laughs) and set your mind on things above where christ is seeing the heavenly realm okay i'm setting my mind on the heavenly realm whoa third heaven oh no that's too much and so it just makes me wonder like what is that really like and have any of you experienced like I know we talk a lot about the heart of God. Oh, well, the heart of the father is this, but have you really engaged the mind of Christ over something? And what are you perceiving? And what are you seeing? Because he's seated, right? He Christ ascended and he sent the spirit to do things, but there's the spirit on earth, but then there's Christ in heaven. And it says we're with him and we also have his mind. And so what does that make you think or feel or, I'd like to pipe in on this because as you were talking about this, all I was thinking was about how we are the body of Christ and Yeshua is the head. If he is the head and we are the body, we go where he goes. We do what he does. And he, even while he was on the earth said, you will do all of these things in greater. So if we are truly united and truly stepping into being that part of the body that we're supposed to be, then why would we not be stepping into all of the different things that he's doing? Yes, he is seated in heaven. Why wouldn't we be seated in heaven? We're, we're the body, Yep. right? Yes, he is still working things out. Why would we not still be working things out? Yes, he is still ministering to people all over the world and in the cosmos. Why wouldn't we be doing that as well? You know what I mean? Like, I think we've gotten to a point as the body, as the capital C church, where we really have to step back and stop limiting ourselves and really stop limiting what he can do as well. Because if we say we can't do it, then we're saying he can't do it. If we truly are the body and he is the head, if we say we can't, we're saying he can't. Would you agree? Yes. I feel like this is where we've come and it's really time. And I think we're in a really sweet spot. Um, like this age, this era, whatever you would want to call it. I think we're in this sweet spot where people are having their eyes open. Like people are being activated. We're being united. Like 
there are things like this kingdom builders. It's not just because you're part of a program. It's because we're called to partner with one another, right? Like he's opening this stuff up so that we can go deeper. We can go further. We can accomplish more. We can really start seeing heaven and earth moving. You know what I mean? And so even with the multidimensional stuff, it's not just heaven and earth. You know what I mean? There's stuff in between. There's stuff around. Um, I was think I don't know who was talking. I don't know who was talking, but I was thinking about on the earth, we always talk about three dimensions, right? So we go see a movie, it's in 3D and it looks like it's coming out at us, right? <laughs> but this is how we think. And a lot of times in some teachings, we talk about um, Greek and linear thinking versus Hebraic and kind of a circular cycle kind of thinking. But what if we take it even a step further and start thinking like Christ would think and how he operates? I don't actually believe that it is linear. I don't believe that it's three-dimensional. I think there are so many dimensions out there that once we start really embracing that mind of Christ, that this is when this stuff starts opening up. I also want to say, Josh, when you were talking earlier, you hit this and I want to just nail it in. I don't think it is wise. I would never um, advise to go try to seek any of these other dimensions without being led by the Lord. 100%. This comes from relationship with him, right? So if you go and seek it out on your own, you might wind up getting to other dimensions, finding other realms, but stumbling into something you really shouldn't be in. You might be stumbling into the den of the devil. I mean, seriously, you can get into some really nasty stuff and get into a lot of trouble. Um, so just word to the wise, make sure this is all coming out of relationship. And if you go to him, if you go to Yeshua, if you go to the father, if you go to Holy spirit and you say, Hey, what is this about multidimensional living? I want to see another dimension. And if they tell, you, no, that's okay because you're not ready yet. Work on the relationship, work on the intimacy with him. And when it's time for you to have that opened, he'll open it up. And if you're not meant for that, you're not meant for that. And it's okay mm -hmm. because we've yeah. all been created to step into the destinies that are for us. Right. So I just, I, I know that this sounds like a disclaimer and it kind of is, but I really, I don't, uh, well, I don't want to put anything out here. Like this is something that is going beyond where most of the church has stepped or that we're willing to talk about stepping. <laughs> right. Uh, and I just want to make sure we're doing it in the right way. I don't, I don't want to open this up for somebody and have them get pummeled really, you know? Yes, Liesl. Um, I recently listened to somebody <clears throat> who said that we can only, the eye can only see less than 1% of what is going on. So that implies that we have been created to see 100%, but we see less than 1%. I can't remember what it was, point something. 
then if you remember that you have the whole kingdom inside of you, mm-hmm. you are a portal. And all you do is you just turn your gaze inwards and that whole kingdom with all the realms are available to you. Mm-hmm. And if you then remember that with your physical eyes and the natural light, you can see less than 1%. So there's more. There is, it is a reality that there is just so much more. What I've found in my own walk is when I start honoring these things is when I see it. Wow. So um, like, for example, angels, when you start honoring them, that's when you become more aware of them. So that's multidimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being aware that, you know, we were talking about um, having the, the mind of Christ. So it's that awareness that you and he are one. It isn't he is, you are not sitting next to him. You are one. You are in him. He's in you. And when you then, often when I engage, I engage his mind. So the same way that I would ask him to to just sanctify my imagination when I see, the same with my mind. And then it is a matter of controlling my own mind and then just believing again you know, trusting that you have the mind of Christ over a certain matter or whatever. So I feel like, you know, the church has so much um, shunned all these things that the the, the world has taken taken them much further than we have. And it's not, it, it is there, it's been created by God. And because we've shunned it, we've, like new age or whatever, we just don't want to go there. But, you know, it, it it belongs to us as the as the children of God, as the sons of God. So yes, so that's just what I wanted to say. I was just so aware that you know our little perception is less than one percent. There is so much to see. I think that's so good. Um, it's this is related but not related, so I'll just share it anyway. I was just having a conversation this week. I had an appointment with my optometrist. So I was in the office with my eye doctor having my eyes examined, which really was going to take five or 10 minutes, but it wound up being like a 45 minute conversation. And he is a believer. Definitely. He is not as wacky as we are. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But for one reason or another, I don't even remember how it came up. He asked the question, if I thought there were other dimensions out there that could be accessed, which is a strange thing to be asked in the doctor's office. Um, Cause I, I mean, I see him once a year <laughs> right? and uh, I was like, yes, definitely. I think there are multiples. I don't think there's another dimension. I think there are multiple other dimensions. And he started talking about, and I've heard others talk about this too. He said, I have to wonder that when I see that quote unquote crazy person, like street person out walking around the city, yelling and talking to himself and having a full on conversation and saying things that look like gibberish to us. He said, I have to wonder if they're tapped into something that we're not (laughs) because 
if you listen to the conversations, they don't sound that crazy, except there's not another person you can see having the other side of that conversation. (laughs) And so, although we know there are legitimate mental health issues, I mean, I have to wonder the same thing. Are there people, are there even substances and I'm not promoting substances, are there substances that can open up the mind or the spirit or the soul, whatever, to be able to encounter some of these other dimensions? Um, and are there people really living there and experiencing them around us and we have no idea, or we choose to not acknowledge it or see it as well? You know what I mean? And I think I think that is interesting. Um I don't know. What do you think about that? Can I quickly say something? I think with little children, especially my my one son, when he was about one, I am sure that he was able to see things in his room. Yes. So I think that all children are, are born with that ability. But then we tell them, oh, it's just your imagination. Don't worry. Go to sleep. It was a nightmare. Don't worry about it. So we actually then train it out of our children. Mm. But we all are born, I think, with the ability to do that. They've also done, um, somebody was talking about a baby's eyes following something in the room. And so, um, so I think we have, we definitely, well, our bodies have the technology to do that, to see it, but we train it out of ourselves and we train it out of our children. Mm. And I think then, Vicky, what you said in your, in your comment about autistic children, it's probably that part of the brain, which, which is, is it the pineal gland? Who knows? But anyway. (laughs) You know what I honestly think about autistic children? I really think they're not in our dimension. Mm. And, uh, and how I got to this is I have a friend that has a little boy. And when he was first born, we knew he was autistic because you could see it. And so um, as he now he's like 22 or something like that now. But as he grew I could not understand anything he said. So I kept praying that God would, would ungarble his words. God said to me, I'm not going to ungarble his words. What I'm going to do is clear your ears up so you understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I went, I said, okay, God, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're going to hear him where he's at, not where you're at. Oh. So I think it was actually in a different dimension. Huh. Even his mom thinks that, that he's in a different dimension. We've talked about it for a long time. Hmm. You know, I, um, I do have a memory um, from when I was young of being able to see into different dimensions. Um, and then what was revealed to me was that through trauma, that was taken away. And so, you know, the father's taking me on this journey now to try to restore some of that. But for years, I just thought I was having like, I don't know, walking dreams or something as a kid where I was, why was I seeing all these things? And um, it was really something I was supposed to be doing. um, And, and almost like, 
it was like seeing different dimensions at the same time and beings. It's even hard to put words to, but I always thought it was just, um, I was a little, you know, too imaginative as a kid or something like that, but that's what has been revealed to me about that. And so, you know, with kiddos, I think that was what I immediately thought of too, um, before Liesl started talking, because I work with children and I see babies all the time focusing and smiling at what appears to be nothing. And, um, sometimes, um, I do things in the spirit or I come in with a certain intention of, of bringing a part of heaven into the space I'm in and they immediately react and because they haven't had it trained out of them. And I think that mm-hmm. that right there is a big, um, key and why we need to become like children again <laughs> to receive the kingdom. So that's, yeah. That's I heard good. somebody talking once about the responsibility that it takes to raise a child in, oh, when you are aware of multiple dimensions or, or the mystical things of Christianity, um, and because they had seen a, a situation where there was a child who, like we're talking about, was very engaged with looking at things that nobody else saw and, um, you know, gibbering at the wall. And, um, you know, it was when that person engaged in the spirit, it was obvious that that child was encountering, you know, angels or beings or other things. Um, And as the child got older, it was harder for the child to relate with the people around them because their parents and their family members weren't walking that same way. And so you, you know, like we talk about with imaginary friends or things that a lot of kids experience, often we dismiss those things. And so the child is forced to make a decision of of which do I hold on to? Which, which realm do I stay tethered to? Um, and really what we're doing is we are, we're grounding them here instead of allowing them to be grounded in heaven. And so I was listening, I was talking with a friend who was, who was discussing like the intentionality that you have to have, because it's likely that if you have a child that starts their life functioning that way, it it's just normal to them, but they may know and experience things that you have no grid to understand, to comprehend and to communicate with them. But if you, if you take the responsibility and you take that away from them, well, then you're really stripping them of their God-given ability to live and function in a multidimensional life um, instead of encouraging them to continue being rooted in heaven where multidimensional living is just the normal. Gosh, that's interesting. Um, I was thinking, as you were talking about that, well, as we've been talking about the children and things, I was thinking about even just, I think we know physiologically when babies are born, they can't see very far in front of their faces in the natural, right? What is it like three inches maybe? 
something like that. Yeah, it's not. Otherwise, it's like light and dark, and um, I don't know, like blurry images. But it makes me wonder: Is this why they're able to see so many other things? So their natural eyesight is not honed yet. So that's what they're relying on: is that other sight that they're born with that came came with them. And then as they're able to see more things, which is exactly what we should be doing opposite now, um, as they're able to see more things in the natural, then the other one is diminishing, right? Whereas now that we've been trained to not see in the spirit so much, it is like our natural eyesight needs to take us a back seat so that we can hone the other one and get it fine tuned again. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what kept coming to mind for me when we were talking about that and how, if like you were saying, if we would nurture that from when children are born to be able to keep the other and yes, still, still strengthen the natural one so they can see. And I think that's a natural process anyway, but if you continue to encourage, um, encourage what they were born with that those spiritual eyes, these kids could be off and running and accomplishing so much more, so much earlier, you know, there's also a scripture that talks about the wisdom that we are given from the womb, like Mm. in utero that I think (laughs) we could probably, and I've experienced a little bit of this engaging with my granddaughter before she was born Mm -hmm. and just seeing that who she was in the spirit and, and what she was even learning in the womb. Um, I think if we understood that better and we could, as soon as a child was born, engage with them somehow to, Mm -hmm. that that they could bring that knowledge and that wisdom (laughs) to us, you know, because we forget it. Um, I've asked what my, what wisdom, you know, I was given in the womb and it was revealed to me and it totally made sense for this perspective that I've had all my life that goes against my experiences and trauma. I shouldn't feel that way, but I do, but it, because it was given to me in the womb. And so I think there's a lot of that too, that if we were to just community, not have community together in other dimensions. I mean, not, we have community groups, but if we could just do life together in community and other dimensions, what would that be like? I think it would be cool. <laughs> That'd be really interesting. Uh, we yeah. do have a comment from Amanda. She says a lot of women in the ministry I'm in are ex addicts and talk about seeing demonic beings while on meth. And, uh, yeah, I would have to say one of the craziest experiences I had was I was really high on marijuana and this was not like, I don't know, there's levels of marijuana <laughs> and I had smoked some stuff that was pretty high level. And uh, anyways, I heard angels talking about me, the angels had been assigned to me. I heard them talking about me and it was just, it was a crazy experience. I was like, what is happening? Like there are voices talking about me who are they and i realized they were angels and i was like whoa what the heck and uh, and so anyways i <clears throat> i think there's something about the the inhibition that comes um 
with that kind of thing. And so not saying go smoke a bunch of marijuana or do meth and, and see demons, but just this idea of having that uh, really getting rid of the inhibition that brings back the idea of possibility. So like we have to be like little children. And, and I think about our daughter, Illy, and she, you know, it's just, it's so amazing to watch her navigate the world and grow up and, and what's possible, you know, in her world, in her mind. And, uh, and I think about that and, you know, children, anything's possible. Um, and, you know, they, they believe their source, right? So mm -hmm. that's a big deal. And so anyways, that's all I got on that. I think one of the things that probably why drugs and alcohol tend to be popular is it removes you from yourself. Um, you know, it shuts down the senses that you use in this world. Um, and so it opens up your other gates. It opens up your other senses that previously had been muted. And um, I think one of the reasons that it can be very unwise is um, unless for some odd reason, Father God told you to do that, you are opening up your gates and you are allowing everything that's around you in. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, even though um, some people, uh, I mean, you see it in like new age or just other kind of the hippier culture where that is a common way of opening your doors and having these experiences um, that most people write off as being crazy is because that's truly what it's doing. It's removing yourself from the equation. It's removing your, um, your senses from the equation and allowing you to access something that previously was dormant. Um, and I think, uh, I think that that's one of the reasons why relationship with Holy spirit is so possible is um, Yeshua is meant to be our door. Um, right. He's, he is meant to be the access into those realms. Are there other doors that exist? Sure. But where is that door going to lead right. you? Right. You know, Yeshua leads you to the father and that is the, you know, that is where we as sons of God were meant to go. <laughs> and so I think that's, uh, I think that that's why it tends to be popular is because I think there is a longing in us to go back to where we came mm. from. Um, but if you don't know how to get it, if you don't know how to get there, then you're, you're just going to look for any way that can get you there. Alternatives. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And I, uh, this is a little bit different, but when Kim was talking about, uh, children and, and as an infant only being able to see a little bit and then, you know, that growing and you, you're kind of, you see the shift from, uh, spirit vision to natural vision. Uh, something that I really enjoy learning about is you can look this up on YouTube or other documentaries, but there is a culture or a movement of people who are training children and people to see, um, while being blindfolded. And so they're, they're teaching them to access these other forms of sight and 
function in a day-to-day life. So they'll blindfold them and they'll send them into a grocery store and tell them to purchase a specific thing. And they're able to do that because they have learned to function in that way. And I think that's really fascinating um, because to me that shows that there is uh, there, there is possibility to have both, you know, you're not just an infant who is born that way and then you lose it or, you know, it doesn't just have to work that way, but that it is something that can be honed and can be taught and can be learned. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? I don't think so. We had a comment. So Amanda said, yes, being sick this past month has heightened my dreams. Mm. Honestly, I think sometimes um, our dreams are us being opened up and in a way like how some of these drugs can open up or how these substances can open up different realms to us. I think that sometimes our dreams are used for the same thing, you know, um, I can tell you, let me just say this. I'm, I thought we were going to wrap up, except I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> and maybe this can be a kind of, of an ending concept um, to lead into part two of multidimensional living. But I have to tell you that in my dreams over the years, I am... At first, it was just a strange thing, but as I would take this to the Lord and ask him about it, he really started revealing that there are other timelines, there are other dimensions, there are other realms that I am absolutely a part of, even though my conscious mind doesn't necessarily know it. And what would happen is I would have these dreams. They're not recurring dreams, but I would have dreams about everyday life. And in those dreams, I have a house that is the same in every dream. It is not a house I've ever visited in real life, not in this dimension, not in this realm. The layout, I could tell you where everything is. Um, The layout is completely different than my home here, um, people I interact with, some of them are people I know, some of them are people I've never met in this realm, but I'm close with there, it is a very interesting thing. Um, even, I mean, even the church building where we have been meeting um, for our ministry, I in my dream world, I would say, I don't know what you would want to call it. There is also a church building that is similar, but the layout again is very different. And, but it is something that is there time and time again. And it was always strange to me that I would always have the same setting in some of these dreams, you know? And so it led me to go to the Lord and ask him like, what is up with this? This is strange. Like you would think if I had a different house, in my dream that the next time I dreamed I'd have an even different house, that it would just, it would just be a different house. And he started opening this up and showing that, no, there are other dimensions where you also exist. And this is just one of those other dimensions. And then as I start talking to some of my closer people who don't think I'm a nut job, um, 
Well, I don't think they think I'm a nut job. They might actually think I'm going to say it, Joshua. <laughs> but as I start talking to some of these people, they have similar things that happen in their dreams. They also have like an alternate home. And it is just a very interesting thing and just very basic. And I think it probably happens to more people than actually talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else have anything to say about that? Are you saying, Kim, that that is your your house in the heavenlies? I'm saying that's my house in another dimension. Dimension. One um, access through dreams that I access through dreams. Uh, because um, I didn't know this, but Yeshua took me to my house. Mm-hmm. In another dimension. Wow. So, and we were in the kitchen. <laughs> and they were cut. I had cups in the cupboard. It was kitted out. So, just saying. It happens. Yes. <laughs> That's it interesting. It doesn't seem like oh dreamland kind of home. It seems like this is real place like there are those details that otherwise wouldn't be there in a normal dream right and not being to somebody else's house in the heavenly i can describe it i can describe the front door oh wow that was new to me i didn't is this possible and then i asked christine and she said yes (laughs) (laughs) And Christina's authority. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) I don't know that I would go that far. She's my sister. I love her and respect her, but I think probably Yeshua is the authority. I know. I know. (laughs) It's possible. It's possible. (laughs) She's affirming. She is really good at affirming some of those things that you think are so crazy. Yeah. Mm He's done it. Yes. That's what happens when you have a forerunner in your midst. (laughs) I'm funny. Okay. So shall we end here and pick up with part two on our next podcast? That's right. Yeah. Check back next month for part two of multidimensional living. Yeah. It's good. I'm excited about it because I have stories to share. And then hopefully Christine will be back because she was feeling under the weather today. Jason just tried to make a real official ending and I'm just going to make it like a conversation. So (laughs) 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 he can cut it and put it up at the end. What'd you say? He can cut that and put it at the end. There you go. He can do that. He's the master editor. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys for being on. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in joining if you want more information about kingdom builders please feel free to go to patreon.com slash kingdom builders awesome we'll see you next time love y'all bye Bye. love you Bye. Bye. bye